0: The beauty of type lies in its utility. Prettiness without readability serves neither the author nor the reader. James Felici You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Leigh Hole. And
1: I'm Lee Esses. We are continuing our series called English 101 today and going over the basics of what you need to know in order to make sure your novel is presented in its best format possible.
0: So, let's say you walk past my desk and you see an open book. Without touching it, without looking at the cover, how long would it take you to figure out if it's fiction or nonfiction? I would assume less than a second. And why is that? The book's formatting
1: tells me everything I need to know about how to interpret the text within.
0: And that's what we're gonna be talking about today, formatting. It's such a basic part of the writing process that encompasses a lot because you have not only formatting for how you put the words on the page, but how the whole thing comes together and looks in the end.
1: Making sure that your book looks like a book and not like you attacked it with word art is one of those easy ways for publishers
0: and readers to tell if your book is professional or not. Everything we write is formatted differently depending on its purpose, its goal. So when we write our novels, they're formatted like novels, paragraphs, dialogue, all of that. But when we format our show notes, they're an outline snippets here, snippets there for us to follow, but we need to expand on in the moment. We're not always reading directly off the page. Having information
1: on the page, the point is to communicate to somebody else. If you didn't listen to last episode, we definitely encourage you to do so, but the main takeaway from that is writing, especially in a visual medium, is communication. If you're not communicating, nothing else matters. And one of the ways you can communicate without even worrying about your words themselves is your book formatting. If you go to any traditional publisher and you want to submit your manuscript, almost all of them will have you submit in a slightly different format, but I guarantee none of them are going to ask for it in a Zapfina font.
0: They will almost always request a serif font like Times New Roman or possibly New Courier. They have strict requirements about where the paragraphing starts on the page, what needs to be in the headers, included word counts. There's a lot of specific things about manuscript formatting. That is very different from book formatting which has a completely different set of requirements for what goes in the headers and footers. It's usually just the author name and the page number, the book title. If you're in nonfiction, it'll have the chapter title on top.
1: A lot of nonfiction is formatted so you navigate the book to find the information you're looking for instead of reading it front to back. The formatting will help communicate that.
0: And that is still yet different from academic formatting. And I'm sure if you guys dig back into your either English or possibly science classes where you had to write things with an MLA style or Chicago style. We're going to go over
1: some of the most popular styles in just a minute, just to give you an idea of where to start your research. But... Each style has a couple of different things. Each one will cite information differently if it's nonfiction, If you're writing fiction, then one of my favorite things to do is to take books that are from my target genre and figure out how they title chapters. If they do a table of contents, what the header on the top looks like.
0: And that is probably the best piece of advice that we can give you. Whatever genre you're writing in, use other books in that genre to help you determine how the formatting should be. What style of writing do you need to be using?
1: If you are writing a novel that is mimicking something in a different format, understanding the format you're mimicking is also important. One of my references for that would be the Screw Tape Letters. They're formatted like letters, and that was a choice by Lewis to tell the story.
0: In my last book, I had a few newspaper or online news articles that I included. I was able to use my training in AP format to write that in a way that matched what you would actually read online. So one of the first types of formatting
1: we're going to talk about is that AP style that is most often seen in the news. There are a couple of things you can do to make sure it looks like AP style. If you're doing it as an insert in your story like you did, then indenting from both sides is probably a good idea just to make it look closer
0: to a news column. Start with the headline. It's short and you will not have conjunctions. A lot of those are replaced simply with commas.
1: In the text itself, you have as short of sentences as possible and you structure it so the most important thing is first. You don't want to build up to a moment like you would in traditional narrative fiction.
0: This is called the inverse pyramid. So you have the most newsworthy info at the very beginning. Who, what, where, when, why, how. And then underneath that, you get to the important details. And at the very end, it's other information that will help the story, but isn't necessary. Back in the day of newspapers, to fit all of the articles together, sometimes the last couple of paragraphs had to get chopped out. So you didn't want important information in those last paragraphs in case it got cut.
1: And as the font implies, having that Times New Roman font is very common for the AP style. I
0: will flip this one a little bit. If you are basing it on an online article that they're reading, then a sans-serif font is perfectly fine because it's generally accepted that sans-serif is actually easier to read if you're reading it in an online format. And that's gonna be the next format we're talking
1: about. A lot of that online style, that blog style, includes a very different visual on the page. We're not going to have any indentation at the beginning of every paragraph. In fact, they're all left justified or full justified with line breaks in between each
0: paragraph instead. And again, it's the sans-serif font. You also don't want long paragraphs. Maybe 80 words a paragraph because people's attention spans when reading online aren't usually that great. Another thing you'll want to have... If you do have a long article are really good clear headers and subheaders so that if they want to jump further down and find a relevant piece of information all they have to do is look for a header to get them there
1: i will also say that having a picture is key to making sure people click on and continue to look at your page
0: another very common format that goes back a really long time. Is Oxford. This is more for your prose. It tends to be very long winded, very verbose. And of course, the Oxford format is best known for its comma.
1: We will be talking more about the dreaded Oxford comma in a few episodes. Stay tuned. But I think you mean the beloved Oxford comma? I really. I'm losing my taste for it. No. I'm sorry. The next style is sort of the sibling to Oxford, and that is Chicago style. The interesting thing about Chicago style is they update their manual annually, and they have since 1906. So they're constantly updating and keeping with the times instead of enforcing the rules that have existed a long time ago.
0: This is a great format for a lot of your literature, a lot of your more arts and humanities style writing. It tends to be one of the more common outside of academic papers. The last two we're going
1: to talk about are the ones you learned about maybe in high school, maybe in college. That's MLA and APA. MLA is your nonfiction based around the liberal arts and humanities. This is one of the main ones you're going to use in school, especially in your English class.
0: This is where the citations for where you're getting your information, all of your references, it starts to get really tricky. There are specific ways that you need to list what you're citing, and in MLA, that includes the year of the study or the release dates.
1: APA is very similar to MLA in that it's basically only used for academic purposes. That includes social sciences more than the arts and humanities.
0: So if you want more information on these different styles, we're not the resource for that. We do focus more on your fiction writing but you can use this list as a jumping off point for getting into what style best fits your purpose of writing.
1: And it wouldn't be English 101 if we didn't have a little bit of homework for you. The very first thing you're going to do is write a 100-200 word response to a writing prompt so you have a wall of text to work with. After that, put it into a couple of different formats. So if I'm writing a story about cops arresting somebody and the canine going after them, it's going to look very different in the AP style than the Oxford style.
0: But remember, formatting is editing. It is part of the editing stage. So right now, as you're writing, especially if you're doing NaNoWriMo, focus on whatever style makes you happiest worry about the specifics, the details, later. For this first draft, you only have to communicate to yourself in a way that you can later understand. So before you worry about formatting, you must first write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots@aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.